0: what is going on everybody welcome into the inaugural 2023 edition of the energy news beat stand up here as I mentioned on this Gorgeous Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and uh, I'll tell you, it's just a crazy day. Yeah, markets not open today. As we record this technically on a Monday, markets will be open as you're uh, listening to this on your commute to work. But um, so not much really around news, but Stu does have a great show for everybody lined up. Um, but first off, Stu, did you have a good New Year's?
1: Uh, absolutely. I, I'm fairly old. So uh, I looked at the back of my eyelids.
0: Ah, okay, very nice. <laughs> I I actually conveniently saw midnight, but I wasn't I wasn't up for much longer after that. We hope everybody had a great New Year's, but as I mentioned, we do have a a uh, great show lined up even though that the markets were closed there's still things are happening Stu's first going to talk about a list of Biden tax hikes which <laughs> take effect on January 1st I mean it, not Woo! starting 2023 off on a positive note, <laughs> as only Stu could do but new year it's same old Stu depressing news um he, but, you know everyone but I can make tax- I, I, I can make depressing news fun Okay. And well, you're going to have a hard time with this one, it looks like the energy industry is going to get hit hard with these taxes. Then we'll fly over to the EU and talk why and, and cover why a Bitcoin ban in the EU is likely. And as Stu will say, pretty stupid. We'll be back here abroad and talking about PG&E and Pacific power electrical rates. Looks like they're going to increase January 1st. And, you know, people in Oregon aren't too happy about that. On my side, we've just seen the markets open here. As I mentioned, as we record this the night before, oil currently trading about eighty forty. natural gas plum to 141 or, or 114. We'll cover what's really going on in the natural gas markets broad and kind of dive into what these numbers mean. And then we'll let you get out of here. But before we begin, Guys, all this news is available via www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your oil and gas news. We appreciate everybody who visits that on a day-to-day basis. Stu does a great job of curating that. It really takes in each of the different political views from around the energy side, where you're sitting and all that. And in in my opinion, it's the best place for all of your energy news. Check us out, www.energynewsbeat.com. Enough of the pleasantries though, Stu. Where do you want to begin here?
1: Well, you know, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here, dude. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with my favorite discussion group here. A list of Biden tax hikes, which will take effect of January 1. Everyone will be taxed, taxed, and then taxed again. You got to love it. Um, The Inflation Reduction Act in 2022 really has zero... uh, impact on reducing anything. When you print money, Michael, what's the old story? You print money, what happens? Yeah, uh, inflation goes up. Okay. So the first one coming around the corner, Michael, $6.5 billion in natural gas tax, which will increase household energy bills. This does absolutely nothing except raise the price for energy. Go figure this out. I mean, I I don't get it. And when you take a look, the thing that is the key thing in this article, Michael, Biden said through all of his things, we will not raise taxes on any American making under $400,000 a year. Uh, For all of our things, that is a uh, warning buzzer for Pinocchio. This tax is going to go to every single human in the United States, whether you're illegal, legal, if you're a kid, whatever, it's going to increase the tax. The methane tax will slap a 17% increase on the average family's natural gas bill. That, in conjunction with the other taxes that are coming in, everyone's being taxed. Whether you're $400,000 or not, you're getting taxed. Let's go to the next one, Michael. This is a cheery one. $12 billion crude oil tax. Now, guess where crude oil ends up? Pretty much everything. Yeah, thank you. I just thought I'd check. It ends up in diesel. It ends up in gasoline. And uh, the next one will be a 16 cent barrel tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products. This is critical for the folks back up in the Northeast, And because Michael, you and I have talked about a lot. They're already paying Europe prices for imported products, and now we're going to tax it on top of that? This is a hammer, and then a hammer, and then we're going to hit them in the foot with another hammer. So uh, let's take one the next one down here. You got to love it. $1.2 billion worth of coal tax. <laughs> okay, This one is just as bad, Michael, because the coal tax, all of our great coal companies uh, have had some serious problems. They're selling more than they had, but they had several years of bad problems. Many had to claim bankruptcy, but they're still digging. So anyway... It will yeah, raise. It's, it's
0: saying that the current tax on coal is going up from fifty cents to a dollar ten per ton. And while mining coal from surface mining would increase from twenty five cents per ton to over fifty five cents per ton, so it's it's they, they, there's a specific tax rate on coal. Ugh.
1: Oh, it's gonna be awful, dude. And now, hey, also on coal. Guess what? This is also going to impact. It's going to impact all the roads. It's going to impact anything that Absolutely. you're building. And so cement, you have to use coal in order to create cement. So you're going to be building that new house. Guess what? It's going to go higher because of the new cement. So nope. Uh, Absolutely. I think the Inflation Reduction Act just kind of added to inflation. Yeah. Here's the one that I just found funny. A $74 billion stock tax, which will hit your nest egg, 401 IRAs and pension plans. Now, how can they sit back and say that your 401k? There's a lot of people out there with less than $400,000 that they make have 401ks, and they're down about 35% average across the U.S. last year. So now you're going to get to. Nobody needed a tax
0: deduction last year year. I'll tell you that much.
1: Oh, no. But guess what? You're going to need tax deductions like you wouldn't believe this year. Tax deductions with reoccurring revenues, what you're going to need. So look at that one. Seventy four billion dollars. And uh, then we come down here to um, two hundred and twenty five billion corporate income tax, which will be passed on to the house households. So The Inflation Reduction Act gave a lot of money to Ukraine. It gave a lot of money to other countries. It's going to fund a lot of things outside the United States. And then it turned around and raised the taxes to most Americans in the United States. Almost a whole thing. The Tax Foundation report, this line scared me. From last December, found a 15% book tax would reduce GDP by 0.01, by 0.1% and kill 27,000 jobs for each 15%. By my crayon calculation, we're going to be losing several hundred thousand jobs. Increase by the uh, Congressional Budget Office would increase budgets by more than
0: $225 billion. Ugh. I mean, it's just, it's clear they're raising taxes.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because they're printing money and they're giving it away. So
0: they're you're like not, some, how can we get some?
1: Uh, there you go. Well, union retirement plans will also be hit. So how about the unions that support uh, Democrats? Yeah. You Smart just,
0: idea. I'm unionizing, Stu. So yeah, get ready.
1: Well, uh, I just, uh, well, <laughs> all
0: right, okay. let's move on. What's
1: next? That was a fun story, wasn't it?
0: Um, if, 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 if you're talking about, in a sick sort of way, then yes.
1: But anyway, uh, that that whole vote for me and then I'm not going to raise your taxes. I think people just found out and woke up. They're going to wake up and go, huh? OK, a Maybe Bitcoin so. ban. Yeah, you know, they're going to everybody in the U.S. We're going to have a simultaneous Scooby. A simultaneous Scooby is when everybody in the country goes. Rrr. Anyway, that'll be kind of fun. Why a Bitcoin ban in the EU is likely and stupid. So you take a look at this one, dude. In the U.S. and Texas, you know what's been really beneficial to um, Bitcoin is Bitcoin is actually a, I'm going to go through the article here, but I want to kind of tee it up. Bitcoin is a way for oil and gas and energy companies to take stranded energy and turn it into revenue so they can lower prices to their constituents and consumers. That doesn't sound bad to me, but if you're using it, Bitcoin is under attack and increasingly seen as a dirty concern concern uh, currency Elon Musk, Tesla, Wikipedia and Greenpeace or other organizations have stopped accepting Bitcoin for their products as a means to donate money. Now, that's not where the problem is. A half of the EU Parliament does not like Bitcoin because they don't like it until Michael, guess what? When the all the EU is pushing for crypto currency to get rid of everything so they can control it, suddenly this is not going to be that bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think it's very clear that Governments don't really like this blockchain spe- technology specifically from a cryptocurrency and specifically from that, a Bitcoin standpoint, because they can't, it's they can't issue. as is in the last article that we talked about. They can't right. issue new bitcoins. It's stuck, you know, and you know, we can get into all the other nuts and bolts of it. But I think that's the overarching fact. And it'll be very interesting to see if the EU actually moves on this before it becomes established. Cause it'd be very, you know, I don't know what would happen if all of a sudden you know, the EU came out and said, yo, no more Bitcoin. I mean, could they even, can you even? Yes.
1: Um, How? How would you shut it down? Well, they can't do sanctions. That's a good point, Michael, because sanctions don't work. Russia is now rolling in more money than they ever have in their uh, energy exports. And the only thing sanctions have done is increase prices to the consumers. So that goes back to my original comment, Michael. The ones in, in Texas and other areas where they have allowed Bitcoin mining in ESG-friendly areas, it has been reducing energy costs. So sanctions don't work, and banning this is going to be pretty stupid, hence the name. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: All right, what's this next one?
1: Okay, we're going to have some fun with this one. Speaking of high energy prices, PC- PG&E and Pacific Power up in Oregon, their electricity rates increased January 1, as you read. They start New Year's Day. So here we are. We're two days into it. Congratulations, Oregon. You're getting an a increase here. This is kind of interesting. Unfortunately, fuel costs and increases in supply chain delays have caused global events combined with increased volatility in regional electric markets drive the price up for utilities, said in a press release, said uh, Megan Decker in a press release. What they're forgetting to tell you is the amount of renewables that are on here that they're having to buy additional power for is one of the key reasons that their price has gone up. Again, Michael, we love renewables when they're designed in properly, but the next paragraph, Michael, is really critical effective January 1 PG customers, PG&E customers will see a 6% increase in their bills. Typical using 780 kilowatt per hour can see their monthly bills increase from 114 to 122. Oh, that is going to add up a bunch over the year. And that is an estimate. Uh, Michael, when's the last time you got an estimate from anything that was actually accurate?
0: No, I mean, (laughs) it's it's it'll be higher than that. Everything's everything's going to be higher.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like Biden says, we're not going to tax anybody under 400K. We're everybody's being taxed and it's going to be you're going to be taxed 400K. So never mind. Okay, that was a funny one. Uh, So anyway, just to tell you the size on this Pacific Corp is two million customers in six states. Including six hundred and thirty thousand in Oregon and PG and uh, E service about nine hundred thousand in fifty one cities. So these are pretty wide reaching two companies that are increasing their prices.
0: Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna affect as you mentioned a lot of people. Oh yeah, that's
1: a lot of dollars. And you know the power companies are in the middle because now Biden has another article out which we we're, we're not going to talk about, but he's also now threatening again windfall profits tax just like EU on all energy companies. And that's going to be worse than the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm going to keep tracking that one. All right. Anything else? No, my head hurts.
0: Well, I mean, it's not going to get much better I'm specifically talking about what's going on in the natural gas, Um, but we'll save that for the end. I, you know, I'd be risked not to cover what's going on in the, the crude oil markets. We've got 8052 and, you know, markets just opened, like I said, as we record this about 605 here on the second. So not much action on crude oil. Brent prices did spike um, up to $87. So they're experiencing a huge influx of, uh, of, uh, of uh, price increases, they're up almost six percentage points. So Brent Oil making some runway it will be interesting to see how that falls tomorrow morning. Um currently Brent oil trading at 8746 as I mentioned this WTI at 8049, um natural gas at 41. I thought it was interesting Stu though. So you know what was you know this is, you know, I, I love to always peek around and see what, you know, you know, the 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 big boys are thinking. I saw this Reuters article. I thought it was great because, you know, for the last three months, what's been the what am I trying to say? What has been the the theme? The theme is 2023 is going to be $100 oil. Right. Everyone's right. been pushing big oil numbers, big oil numbers. And you've slowly over the past, I would say like three, four weeks, you've just seen them stop talking about it. Everything's right. been critical in the moment. No one's really been pushing 2023 for guys because they know they're like, ah, ooh, ah. Probably not quite exactly. Yeah. They're all interviewing for Goldman Sachs. So it's a, it's a slow time. Everyone's not working. But now they're all coming back to work because Goldman's like, it's oil's going down. We can't hire all these analysts just to tell us it's going up. So now everyone's back working and you start to see the first rumblings. Here we go. They survey. <laughs> Reuters runs this. They run this on the 30th. OK, so this is the first time. Oil prices set for small gains in 2023 as darkening global economic backdrop and COVID-19 flare-ups in China threaten demand growth and offset impact of supply shortfalls caused by sanctions on Russia, a Reuters poll showed on Friday. Get this Stu, a survey of 30 economists and analysts, none of them who work at Goldman Sachs, because they forecasted Brent Crude would average a measly 89.37 a barrel in 2023, or about 4.6% lower than the consensus back in November. And that's compared to the global benchmark, which was $99 in 2022. So they're already coming down, Stu. And I get when they do this at the end of January, it's going to be a little bit lower because why? Was we're that just the same Reuters? Around.
1: Was that the same Reuters team doing that survey to all the homeless people in California?
0: I'm sure. I'm just okay. saying this is a good summary of like where the national <laughs> mindset is. And you can see how inept they are because it's like they're they're trying they they they're trying to like reel back in a fish they should have caught it. They had it in their grasp. They had everybody's attention. They were like, "Oh no, oil is going to be 100 bucks." Oh. And now now I'm these are great prices. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not going to complain at $80, but it is just funny. You're going to start seeing them walk back these big claims because it's 2023 now and oil is definitely not a hundred dollars. So someone oh. needs to do something. Yeah.
1: Now uh, we talked about the China opening up and I loved your comments where you're saying that everybody's saying, Oh, China is opening back up and oil is going to go to 300, you know, whatever the number was like a hundred, just because uh, it was a joke. But you know, when you, uh, that was, a, that was a Goldman Sachs joke. I mean, I'm sure they got it. But when you sit back and go, wait a minute, China's opening back up and they're going to have a lot of air jet fuel demand and everything else. And now today on the news, Michael, they were saying, wait a minute, they're probably going to shut down and they're not going to do it. They can't shut down the squirrels out of the bag. And so th- the Chinese people are not going to go back to a lockdown. So the demand will be there. We were going to go through a short one while people die because they did not have the herd humi- uh, herd herd uh, uh, herd immunity. immunity.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, not all think- of us. Stu, 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 you do live in a herd, so you've always had herd immunity.
1: Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I think we're going to we're going to have demand from China.
0: Yeah, in Again, and, and we'll see what that does on, on prices globally. Um, I mean, Brent is trading at eighty seven forty six. so this whole, oh, $89 price tag, it's like, oh, let's just pick what it is today. So you got to <laughs> love it. Um, you you, you got to love it. And trust me, we will be here to cover the analysis. But I think the most interesting stuff that's going on in, in, in the finance realm is what's going on really in the fundamentals of the natural gas market. I mean, you want to talk about a swing and a miss I had. I mean, I, I should have been interviewing with Goldman Sachs all of last week considering what's been going on. I mean... $4.18 which is the lowest it's been really since it's about May, you know, really about March or April of last year, which is, you know, pretty incredible when you think about really where we are in a sort of a fundamentals market. It's it's a little bit interesting, but I think, you know, what we're what we're realizing in real time and I think what I what I missed was that, you know, it 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 really doesn't matter how much we're not going to be able to export at all the amount of LNG that's going to change. I think think what we're seeing in real time is that the amount of LNG that we would export, while it will be a lot when Freeport opens up, it's not going to be as much to move the needle comparative to the amount of current production that's happening right now. Production is through the roof, Stu. You can check out the EIA injection numbers are huge right now. I mean, we're having a, a 230 barrel or billion cubic feet drop, but we're replacing almost the exact same much at record natural gas production. So I think what I miscalculated more specifically was the fact that, you know, we're really now we're a little bit more weather dependent than we should be, or a little bit right. more weather dependent than we are on on where some of the fundamentals. I mean, the other interesting thing to note, Stu, is down in West Texas, spot prices, specifically at the three biggest West Texas regional pipelines, Stu, El Paso, Permian, TransWestern, and Waha, all trading negative. Yeah. All trading negative. Why? Because there's just too much. There's too much natural gas to go around. And I think part of what we're seeing is the the financial markets roll up into a, what's actually happening on the ground from a physical from a physical capacity standpoint. We don't know have anywhere to put a lot of this gas, and I think a lot of that's really being unwound right now. And and probably what wow. I missed a little bit in my in my analysis. I mean, I was full on thinking we were going to be at nine ten dollar natural gas right now, and with Freeport, I thought we could we could see higher. But it's it's well, clear some of that some of that was misguided a little bit.
1: Let me ask you this. When Freeport comes back on right now, the Europe, uh, the EU has got three new FSUs or floating uh, degasifications uh, coming online. They also are burning through their natural gas at a higher rate than they thought. So they're going to need more how much can the new Freeport facility bring online? Can that make a difference? Cause they're going to like
0: 2 billion cubic feet of LNG and it's going to ramp up to that. Oh, oh, ramp. Ooh, that word ramp could be a while. We don't like that. I mean, it's a, it's a decent amount, but I mean, we're sitting on one point or 3.1 TCF of gas here. So I mean, okay. Like that can move the needle a little bit, but you know, yeah. I, I think, you know, but we'll see again where it's a short term move, but clearly there's a trend being established here. We're oversupplied. Clearly. Wow. So, you know, whether or not maybe by the end of February, when Freeport ramps up, we've gone up a little bit, but you know, it, very interesting. There's, there, there's a lot of oil and gas companies made a lot of decisions on, on, on gas wells at some pretty nice price decks. So it's oh, gonna be yeah. very interesting when we sit here and rerun all of these economics, yeah. Woo!
1: Yeah. You know, a dashboard would be handy, wouldn't it?
0: It would be. It would be handy. Um, I was it, I was going to get to that <laughs> at some point here. Um, I just wanted to finish up. I don't think there's anything else we really need to cover, Stu. It's, it's been a nice, quiet three days, but we're back for 2023. So uh, get ready. We appreciate all the support. Um, to get to this point but we're we're locked and loaded i can't you know we're gonna we we,
1: we gotta we got a lot of shows to record yes we do and we're having a lot of fun we'd like to thank everybody that's giving us good reviews and uh you know we ended up after a good year last year dude so
0: hey it, it was a great year and uh we will uh we will keep on keeping on guys but with that we're gonna go and l- get out of here let you get back to work. Start your day. Thank you guys for checking us out. World's greatest energy news website and the world's greatest podcast, Energy News Beat Daily. Stand up for Stuart Curley. I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.